This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. We've been talking, we talked a bit about meditation and, and, I, and I'm going to, guys, uh, I know the, those of you who are doing the notes, I'm going to jump um, through the making progress part. I'm, I'm going to go down to what is the strongest voice from you. And so I'm going to, if I'm jumping in the notes, I'm giving those guys, they do such a good job of putting scriptures up on the, up on the screen. So I'm just giving them a heads up. But we talked about how God told Joshua how to do well. He said, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. We talked about meditation. Meditation is not necessarily sitting down and just being quiet and, and getting in a quiet place. There is that part of it, but that you can meditate means to mutter or to speak, and we can speak scriptures and speak things just during the course of our day. A lot of times I like to, on the way to work or on the way home, I'll, I'll just speak scriptures. I find it very helpful. And so, in, in a sense, I'm meditating. My eyes are open as I'm driving, and uh, it, it's, it, but it's still meditation. And David said the same thing when, when he talked about, uh, about meditating in God's word day and night like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So what happens is the idea behind meditation is as we begin to think, think about scriptures and take scriptures, we begin to do what the Bible says, renew our minds. We begin to renovate the way that we talk, the way that we think, and, the, and often the way that we see ourselves. Now, that's a big subject, and I do want to spend some more time on that, not so much tonight, but it's a big subject about how we see ourselves. Because once we've made Jesus our Lord, we need to begin to see ourselves in the way that God sees us. And the way that God sees us looks really, really good. And so the beautiful thing about that is maybe things, harsh things have been said to you in your past, or horrible things have been said. That doesn't have to be the last word. And so... The, God's word is the last word and you can begin to take that and maybe, you know, some, parent, some people have grown up with horribly abusive people around them and they looked at them and said, you're such a loser, you're such a failure. Well, that's not what God says about you and you make Jesus Christ your Lord. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror through him who loved you. And that's in any cause you blessed, not a failure. The key is agreeing with him and beginning to line up our thoughts how we see ourselves. That's one of the values of meditation. So again, that's just a simple recap. But tonight I want to talk about what's the strongest voice coming out of you? Now that's the, the question is, if someone hung around you, what would they say comes out of you the most? And so I've got three categories tonight. Here's the first one. Is it complaining and arguing? I told you this is going to be fun. Philippians, the second chapter, verses 14 and 15. It says, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Now, here's the, uh, here's the thing. When it says, do all things, without complaining and, and, and disputing, that all is, is, is a pretty inclusive word. All. Not just church things. All things. And there's a reason behind that. The reason is it's in order to be blameless and innocent. <clears throat> that word actually means uh, without fault and without any mixture of deceit or anything that's defiling. 
above reproach, that you would be above reproach. In other words, you're not complaining and you're not arguing. It, it sets you up to be someone without fault and pure. Some, it, it has a purity about it. And I, I want to I add this to it. It, it sets us up for, uh, to be above reproach. In other words, if people are going to talk about you badly, they got to make it up. Because you're not giving them anything to hang on to. Now, keep in mind when I'm talking, this is a, this is a us thing. This is a we thing. I think sometimes pastors and preachers make it sound like you need to do this. We need to do this. So I'm putting myself in this category. And as I said, I've been studying and looking at, at words and how important they are. And I think sometimes we've talked about as Christians, everyone talks about clean living. You know, if you're a, you're a Christian, I've heard people say, man, you, you know, you look good. What is it? I hear people say, well, clean living. And, you know, clean living uh, for a lot of people means, man, I don't party like I used to. I don't do drugs anymore. You know, I'm clean living, man. I live right. Have you ever heard clean living's good for you? Right? I think, I think we need to add something to that. Not just clean living, clean speaking. And clean speaking is not just, I don't cuss anymore. I don't complain and argue. Think with me on, on this. This is, you ever been around somebody at, at work just complains all the time? If they're here, don't, don't, don't point at them. Just, just straight ahead. But complain, someone who complains or someone who's arguing all the time, man, that, that's difficult to be around. And it's, it's talking about we're called to live different as children of God in a complaining, arguing world. Someone that's just all the time. And listen, guys, there's a lot to complain about. But it's not helping you. It's not helping you. All the complaining that we've done about the government, has it helped us? In fact, all it does is make us mad. True. And, and this is something that has concerned. Jordan, I've talked about this. This is something that's concerned. This is, this is Pastor Allen's fireside chat tonight. But it, it's something that has concerned me as, as a pastor because I've seen good, good people get so angry. And, and they've allowed anger to get in their heart. And anger in the heart doesn't sit well. It doesn't, it doesn't keep well. Like the Bible said, it, it tells people, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You know why? Because it, it, it doesn't. Joy and I try to always, if we can, that's my marriage advice. Don't try not to go to bed angry. Try to work it out before you get up. It just, anger doesn't do well. And I'm concerned because I've just seen a lot of people, they're just angry, they're mad, they're complaining. Things aren't the way they used to be. Things aren't going in the wrong direction. Government's doing this and things are going that way. I don't like this. And, and, and just, if you notice, no one can be just civil about anything anymore. We've got to be angry about it. And it's not helping. Blameless and harmless children of God in the midst of a, of a dark world. So here's, here's the, it said, among whom you shine as lights. 
I'm going to put another scripture up, and I, I, bet, I bet we've all seen this one, Matthew. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. You know, every time we've talked about letting your light shine, we talk about, we do this as a church. You know, when we feed people, we're letting our light shine, right? When we reach out to the community, we just had a, a month where we just did a whole lot of good in the community. You know what we did? We let our light shine. We gave to different medical institutes. We paid for free medicine. We did a lot of good things. We gave to missions. What are we doing? Letting our light shine. Do you know there's another way to let your light shine? It's not just with good charitable deeds. In the middle of a crooked and perverse generation, we let our light shine because we're the ones who are not complaining and arguing. We're the ones who are trusting God. Well, Alan, if I don't complain, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, I got, I got the, uh, no, we'll not get to it, but I've, I've, got the, I've got the answer for you. You're going to have to come back next week for the answer. But, but, but the complaining and the arguing, I, I really think that's one of, the, one of the ways we need to let our light shine. Everyone's like, well, I'll tell you what, man, work in this company. Sorry, company. They don't care about nobody. I tell you what, everyone goes, that's right, sorry, they're just sorry, sorry company, they're sorry company. Don't know why we work here. I know it. If I didn't need the money, I wouldn't sure work here. I don't know. It was like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You will let your light shine and go, I just thank God I got a job. I'm grateful for it. Don't, don't expect everyone to be, expect the level of enthusiasm in here to be about what you're going to get out there. <laughs> I've done this at the, at the post office before, at Christmas time. When those, when those lines just back up to forever, it's easy to get a conversation going, going, I tell you what, man, do, do these people move slow or do they teach them how to move slow? Is that it? They teach them. They teach him how to move as slow as possible just to take everybody off. And everyone's around you go, yeah, I'll tell you what, but that's exactly what they do. I, I just, you get a whole conversation just going, you're, you're not making friends and influencing people. You're just complaining. So try this next time someone does that, go, yeah, i tell you what, though, our postal system is better than anybody else's in the entire world. Oh, caught you. <laughs> Woo, I could hear the animosity just rising up. <laughs> Do all things without complaining and arguing, that you may be blameless and harmless, above reproach, children of God. Remember who we are? We're his kids. We need to reflect him. And this is one of the ways we can do that, is with our words. In a complaining world, we're not complainers. <laughs> You're going to have to meditate on this. So uh, I, can, I can tell. You, you might, here's the next category. So we've got complaining and arguing. The next one is uh, reporting, repeating, and revealing. Strongest voice coming out of you. Is it simply reporting, uh, repeating, and revealing? Reporting what we see, repeating what we hear, revealing what we feel and think.
wouldn't be a problem if it was positive. So, big question is, what's being imparted to those who hear us? Ephesians 4th chapter. Ephesians 4 says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You hear what the scriptures are saying, guys? And it's talking to us about our words. It's talking to us about what comes out of us. And I recognize that this message is one that touches all of our lives. But it's very interesting that right before we have Ephesians 4.29, we have Ephesians 4.28. It says, let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him work, laboring with his hands that he may have something to give. How many of you know it's just not right to steal? That's not a hard one, is it? If I stood up here and said, I want to tell you something, people stealing is wrong. Everyone's like, amen. <laughs> amen. Stealing is wrong. Right beneath that is let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. See, what we've done is we've categorized, we've categorized things that are wrong, and stealing is wrong. That's a social no-no. But corrupt words? Hey, come on, Alan. I'm just saying. I'm glad I can't see most of you out there because I, the, I can feel the heat on this one. Let no, the word corrupt is the same word that Jesus used when he said bad. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Does it build other people up? That it may minister grace to the hearers. Does it minister grace? Not judgment. Grace. Corrupt? No. Grace? Yes. And here's another thing, too. Does it minister and build you up? You don't want to say corrupt things about yourself. But it's, it's talking about our, our conversation. And it's talking about how we talk. What's being imparted to those who hear us? We're just simply reporting what we see. We're repeating what someone said, repeating what we heard. Or we're just revealing what we feel and think. Now, do our words, and then it's the very next one is, do our words grieve the Holy Spirit who's in us? Grieve means to make sorrowful, to make sad. Ever had your kids do something and it just, just got you? He said, when he said grieve the Holy Spirit, do you realize that the Holy Spirit lives in us all the time? And so he says, he's talking about how, how, how can we grieve him? By, by saying words that are corrupt, that are bad, that are not edifying, words that are not helping. So, Alan, you're, 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 you're too hard on this tonight. I didn't write this. I didn't write it. But I recognize that I've seen too much of it. And what I've seen, honestly, is I've seen too much of it coming from believers. Believers who are angry. Believers who are saying unkind things. Guys, listen. I'll give you one. Vaccine, no vaccine. Now, honestly, whether you, if you get a vaccine or not, you ought not to be, if you get, oh, let's say you get one, then don't, 
speak disrespectfully about someone who doesn't. So well, I don't, I don't agree with them. You don't have to be disrespectful. And if you don't want one, you don't have to be disrespectful about someone who does get one. As believers, here's the thing. Kingdom is bigger than all of it. God's kingdom, now this, I know this makes people mad. I'm going to say it anyway. God's kingdom is bigger than America. Bigger than Republican and Democrat. Bigger than Texas. That always gets them every time. I, uh, welcome to Texas. God's kingdom is first. We, we, have to, we have to be the kind that preserves God's kingdom. I can't stand up here and rail about politics. What if you had a, a if I just railed about the liberals or I railed about the, the conservatives and you had a friend that, invite, that you invited to church and you don't want to be praying all the way in, oh dear God, let Alan just be calm today. Don't let him go off. <laughs> Don't let him go off on a rant. I've got, I've got my friend here from San Francisco, and I just need them to... I, I need them to hear the gospel. I really do. Aren't you glad you don't have to pray that way? Because in here, it's kingdom over people, over politics, over vaccines, over all of it. Well, I don't want a vaccine. Well, then don't get one. But be chill. And be kind to someone who does. In Paul's day, it wasn't, it wasn't vaccines. It was whether you're going to eat meat or not. I'm not eating meat, and I hate all the meat eaters. Well, I'm a meat eater and I hate all you vegans. Thank you, but it's all about the kingdom. You do realize when they get to heaven, they're not going to be segregating us, don't you? It's not going to be, okay, here's the Republican heaven and here's the Democratic heaven. <laughs> and some of you wonder if anyone's going to be there. That's a... It's... Honestly, guys, it's time to put that away. Children of God, we've got to edify. We've got to build one another up. This place ought to be a place where people come in and they are encouraged and they're strengthened. And here's the deal. We only meet on Sundays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays. But when you leave, you bring, you bring God with you. And when people come around you, can you be someone that builds them up? Can you be someone that's just encouraging? Can you be someone when everyone's complaining, you got something positive to say? I believe we can. And I believe what it will do is that's letting our light shine. And you can let your light shine by just simply being someone, I just love God, love people. And I'm, I'm believing God for the kingdom of God to come. Next week, I'm going to talk about, we'll finish this up and I'm, I'm going to talk about the, the, one of the key things that you can do. You say, well, Alan, that's going to kind of shut me down for the whole week. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be able to say. <laughs> it may be a good thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. Next week, I'm, I'm going to talk about probably one of the most important things and one of the easiest things to do, and it'll do two things. It'll build your faith, 
but it'll put you in the right position with your words. And for those of you brave enough to come back, it'll be good. I appreciate, I, I, I could tell the brakes weren't on me tonight, and I appreciate that. You were thinking, but the brakes weren't on. But I really believe it, it's time, if we're going to make a difference, we have to live the difference. And that starts with us, and it starts with us individually. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word instructs us, it corrects us, it helps us. And Father, I ask that we could be a people who honor you with our words, with our actions, that our light shines brightly in Conroe and wherever we go. Thank you that we have that capacity as your children. Help us in this area. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're here this evening and you say, you know, Alan, I, I don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, or if I do, I'm just really not sure about it or I used to, and I've gotten away from him, we're going to say a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to have you come to the front. If you're watching online, this is, this is a, a prayer for you as well. But we're going to pray. All I am going to ask you to do is one thing. If that is you that I'm talking to, you say, you know what? I know I need a relationship with the Lord. I know I need to come back to him. Would you pray for me? Real quickly, would you slip your hand up? Just cross the auditorium and say, that's me. Would you pray for me? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, got you. Got you. Great. Thank you. You put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand and wanted to, you can still jump in on this prayer. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. Online, if you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're with others, pray it quietly. But let's pray this together. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead right now. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. For those who've stepped out of spiritual darkness into spiritual light, what a wonderful thing. For those who've come back home, we rejoice with them. And Father, all of us are grateful. And if we haven't stopped and thanked you enough for our salvation, we do appreciate it and appreciate all you've done. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.